Welcome to another episode of AV Plus. I'm Adam Forziati, the senior web editor here at Commercial Integrator. I'm in the studio today with our executive editor, Craig McCormick. Now, Craig, you've been covering AV mergers and acquisitions closely for a few years now as they've become you know, more and more common. Uh, but this week was a real tipping point because at this time last Friday, there were no AV integration companies who could boast revenues over a billion dollars. So now there are two. Uh, walk me through what's happened this, these last few days and you know who is technically the first billion dollar integrator because of an acquisition. <laughs> yeah, it's been, been an interesting uh, few days. Um, at the beginning of the week, uh, Diversified made an acquisition of uh, Sensory Technologies and that's an Indianapolis-based company. Um, and that put them over the billion dollar revenue mark officially. They were about 950 to end uh, 2019 and, and went uh, comfortably over the billion dollar mark. Um, but their, uh, their distinction lasted only about a day. Um, less than 24 hours later, we heard about ABI, SPL, and Whitlock uh, merging together. Um, technically, Whitlock's parent uh, or private equity firm bought the majority stake in the, the new company, but um, they're, they're keeping the AVI SPL branding on the company. And um, when the deal closes, which is supposed to be by the end of March, um, it'll be about $1.3 billion company. Yeah, with that AVI SPL and Whitlock merger, something that you found out was that the executives of both of the companies didn't really know the full details of the merge until like shortly before it happened. That seems mind-blowing to me. Yeah. Like, how is that possible? Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it when they, they told me that. The, the first question I asked when I got uh, John Zettel uh, from AVI SPL and, and Doug Hall from Whitlock together was kind of how the deal happened. I, I, I like to do those kind of postmortems of, of the deal and you know find out how long the companies were talking to each other, how they got together, that sort of thing. And in this case, it was done all by the, the private equity firms that, that own the two companies. So, so the companies themselves weren't actually talking to each other. They weren't. The, the CEOs, uh, John Zettel and, and Doug Hall, never really had you know conversations specifically about you know getting together it was all driven by the the private equity firm so it's it's a pretty unique situation i'm sure it's not the first time it's happened but it, it was definitely unusual to me yeah you interviewed like you said both of those executives at once about this deal and we're going to play a clip of that right now so tell us what we're about to hear um that it's it's doug hall talking a little bit about kind of how the deal even surprised him and, and snuck up on on him and, and why that that was the case okay so clearly these competitors are very familiar with each other you heard doug from whitlock just then describe the relationship he's had with john zettel is there something to be said for the idea that like huge competitors can still uh, learn from each other in this industry like where <laughs> is it just going to be doggy dog or what like yeah it's it it's interesting that that these two companies are are, are getting together because their their philosophies to me have seemed pretty different over the years I, avi spl has always been really aggressive about making deals and, and building up the company and you know getting closer to the billion dollars and all that stuff uh, i know they publicly say it's not a big deal but I think it always was a big deal to them. Mm -hmm. um, Whitlock has prided itself on being uh, growing primarily organically, not not making big acquisitions, big splashes. Obviously, that philosophy changed when they became owned by a private equity firm, right. and it led to what we had this week. So it's it's been pretty interesting. Um, 
you know, Doug Hall said to me specifically that, you know, th- these guys have been friendly competitors for a while. So he, he never really envisioned, you know, being a partner with, with ABI SPL. And, and I think the same is probably true on, on the other side. Uh, you know, I don't think John Zettel had a, a plan to, you know, eventually become a partner with, with Whitlock either. I, I think they both like the idea of competing with each other and beating each other for, for projects and things like that. I, I, and so it'll be an unusual situation and, and we'll kind of see how, how it plays out. I, they they said that, you know, their cultures were more similar than, than they realized now that they're getting to know each other and things like that. But, you know, you, you never know until the, the uh, you know, integration of the company starts to happen. Something that call, comes back to mind is that quote from a couple of years ago about Whitlock's acquisition strategy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Can you refresh us on that? Yeah. Yeah. So Julian Phillips, the executive VP for Whitlock, he, he loves to say, that um, companies in AV and, and I guess in, in other industries should uh, go big, go niche, or go home. That's okay. that's basically the uh, the philosophy that he's carried with him for for years and years. He's he said it to us a bunch of times. He said it in in other places and things like that. But so I guess we know which path they chose. I guess they're they're going big. So. <laughs> Uh, Craig, you have many stories on CI to your name about, you know, quote unquote, mega integrators and what that means for the AV industry. Uh, you even made the case in 2017 that the integrator of the year, you know, shouldn't be some specific company, but the concept of a large integrator focused on acquisitions and maybe funded by a little private equity money. So now there are $2 billion integration firms and, and they have the support of, you know, that private equity, equity, at least one of those deals did uh, specifically. So what, what do you think that that really means for the industry right now? And, and, and is it going to make it harder for smaller firms to compete on a regional scale? I, I think there's still room for the, the real small companies that, that people call them the mom and pop store, you know, uh, integration companies that are, you know, it, basically they do local work, small projects, that sort of thing. So they're going niche. Yeah, basically that by that, by definition yep. of who they are or by purpose. Yeah, I, I well, I I think it's it's they're going to be driven that way because they're not going to be able to, com- to compete with a billion dollar company. Um, right. I, I think the I guess the the companies that that maybe are forced to make a decision which way to go are the ones that are in the middle that you know aren't big enough to become a billion dollar company but aren't small enough to just you know, do the, the local jobs and things like that because more and more cup companies and, and clients are, are going global. So they want, they want uh, companies that can, you know, accommodate their needs as they go, you know, to different countries and different parts of the world and things like that. So, so it's, it's, it's an interesting time. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens that maybe there'll be just more of a gulf in, in, in the middle and, you know, we'll have these giant billion-dollar companies and you know these these real small ones. Um, you know, people are joking that ABI SPL is just going to buy everybody, so that you know they're they're the only company in, in the industry. I, I certainly don't think that's going to happen. Obviously, I think that's an extreme, but it's it, it's it's interesting to watch. You know, ABI SPL and Diversified be the companies that are just you know continuing the acquisitions and things like that uh, they're certainly not the only ones our, our integrator of the year from 2019 solutions is um very bold about saying he's going to keep uh, they're going to keep making acquisitions going forward and stuff like that so and they're not the only one so it's it's 
it's a busy time. It's 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 fun to write about though because you literally never know what's going to happen. Uh, this this AVI SPL and Whitlock thing kind of came out of nowhere for for me. Right so for I, all of us here, where our jaws kind of dr- collectively dropped when we heard this news. Yeah, it's 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 pretty wild, but it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, so one last thing, Craig. Do you, do you looking at this and looking at the uh, climate for mergers and acquisitions in AV industry lately? Do you foresee another billion dollar uh, company coming up within the next year or two? I mean, like, are your collective uh, journalistic industry wide coverage spidey senses tingling on that? Do we? Are we going to get another one of those in the next couple of years? Well, I I think the companies that are left. That are not part of that, you know, the the select company, I guess now the the billion dollar club, uh, they're too <laughs> kind of too far away from that at, at this point to to get to a billion dollars, you know, this year or any anytime soon. But I, it looks like the you know the companies at the top are not satisfied with being where they are, and they're they're looking to grow. I mean, AVI, SPL, and Whitlock, you know, once diversified, hit the billion dollar mark. They AVI, SPL, and Whitlock were the second and third largest companies in the industry and they got together. So who, who knows what's going to happen, honestly. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm totally going to have to make a meme or something of, of this uh, whole discussion that is basically just the the one very large, like ultra large cruise ship next to a smaller but also quite big cruise ship and like the million dollar yep. AV club and the billion dollar AV club. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty wide separation and but I I do still think there's there's work out there for the the real small companies. It's it, uh, it's the ones in the the middle that that really have to think about you know what what they're gonna do and how how they're gonna survive what what happens going forward. So our listeners can find some more information about uh, these both of these uh, big uh, acquisitions this week uh, on our website commercialinterviewer.com. I'll also put a link to it in the description. Uh, Craig, thanks for talking to me about this today. No problem. 